friends and folks, in general, we try and avoid spoilers on the Gimmick Awards as best we can. Uh, we only bring them up when we feel it's necessary. Um, in this category, it turned out to be a little necessary. So please consider this category to have spoilers for two things here. First, Cyberpunk Edgerunners. And second, Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Though, um, if I may be a little editorializing here, I think it's a pretty obvious spoiler for a it's Dragon Ball. They don't. It's not big plot twist. That's not what Dragon Ball's about. But we do certainly spoil some character beats that are of of importance for both Cyberpunk Edge Runners and Dragon Ball Super Superhero. So please take that in mind when you choose whether or not to listen to this category. Friends and folks, and welcome to Scanline Media's 2022 Gimmick Awards. This is our annual convening to celebrate the media we've been covering and, you know, hand out some awards based on various categories or gimmicks, if you like. I'm Six Detmar. I'm Jennifer Uncle. I'm Kyrie Page. You better update your mailing addresses, people. I mean, we have these awards. I've been trying to send them out, but I, I still need I still need them to, like, get back to me. It would help. It would help. Yeah. Um, They're taking up so much space. So we got an entire, entire, you know, storage unit just full of, you know. Okay, listen, they're not like, they're made out of leftover gunpla parts. They're not the prettiest thing in the world. Yeah, but, but the, you know, there's I a lot. painted them gold. There's a lot of heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Today we're here for best new anime character. Um, a, uh, a category that, you know, could, like all of our categories, is based on our experiences and our, you know, our, the time we had in, in 2022. Um, so some of these characters may not be new, just new to us. And that's good enough for us. Yeah, because um, it's our list. And there's at least one character here that is not anime, but yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, covered on Oopsal Anime. Good enough. Good enough for um, me. We are looking for one winner and probably two runners-up, um, as ever. That is flexible, but uh, two is two is sort of the default, unless there's a good argument for more. Or less, in theory. I tried to push that one year, and I was shut down. Yeah, you were. <laughs> uh, Y'all just liked games or something, even though they weren't very good. So, Jen, can you read our list of nominees, please? Sure thing. We have Inari Fushimi from Inari Konkon. Sunset Shimmer from My Little Pony Equestria Girls, Kong Ming from Ya Boy Kong Ming, Anya from Spy Family, Wolf Bete from Miss Koritsu, Sorawo from Other Side Picnic, Gamma One Plus Two from Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Also from Dragon Ball Super Superhero, we have Pan. We have Rebecca from Cyberpunk Edgerunners. Priscilla Asagiri from Bubblegum Crisis. Kukuru's Doen from Mobile Suit Gundam Origin. Kukuru's Doen's Island. <laughs> okay, so point of order, it's not actually Origin. It's not? I thought it was part of the... 
That was part of the order. We'll talk about it. Oh. We can talk about it in a sec. Let's. I guess let's finish the list. Yeah, finish the list. Nasuna Nanakusa from Call of the Night. And from Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witcher Mercury, we have the two leads, Soleta Mercury and Murine Rembrandt. Murine, but... Um, yeah, so, it's it's weird and stupid. Um, first of all, it doesn't say origin in the title. Um, the manga is origin. The anime uses origin designs for the mobile suits, but plot-wise is anime. Is the original. Yeah, that sounds like something stupid that the like the the director of the movie would mm-hmm. call attention to. Didn't they like shift around the introduction of characters though? Like you have a uh, Slager Law hanging out a lot sooner than he does in the anime. That's true. That's true. I don't. I. I. I only. I only hear what I hear. It doesn't really matter though because Kukuru's Doan fucking loses this. First of all, not a new character. Not, yeah. Well, I mean, and also not that good. <laughs> I mean, I one the wasn't that interesting. I thought there was like a potential for like an interesting interpretation of this character. I like, um, I don't know. I liked uh, Kukuru's Stone in like that original episode, and there were some mm-hmm. moments in the movie that I liked. But at the end of the day, yeah, he gets he gets cut pretty darn fast. Um, in that regard. Uh, I just wanted to say that I think a reintroduction or new interpretation of a character still counts. Sure, I don't think he's a new interpretation of that character. Okay. He's just the same dude. A worse dude. I, I liked, again, I liked the original iteration more. Yeah. I mean, the, the most the most notable change is he no longer does mobile suit martial arts, which is just like, okay, well, then fuck off. Yeah, well, fuck <laughs> off. It was better when he was doing mobile suit martial arts. <laughs> that hmm. rocked. Let's see here. Um, we can, I think, pretty safely cut uh, Wolf Bet. Um, yeah. I think I, we all here sort of like what Wolf Bet symbolized and sort of set as a tone for 2022 and coverage for us as a character that is uh you know like gesturing towards gender queerness well specifically they just straight up textually gave this monster dysphoria (laughs) yeah they did and they don't really but like they don't do much with it besides play it for comedy yeah um and you know it's like like there are points where they sort of hint at but they 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 are never going they never did and are never going to actually have Wolf Bet sit down and be like so here's how I feel about all this yeah for real yeah like this is a this uh, is a comedy show about like local superheroes taking on monsters like and it is notable how there are at least a few trans characters in that series that uh, they're at least handling in interesting and original ways but. Uh, yeah, probably doesn't hang with the rest of this list. Oh, not not really. No. Um, I guess on that on that note, like, I I there's some on here that are from from the same source, like. So it's either Pan or it's like Gamma One and Two. One of them has to go, I think. Like mm. I like Pan, but the problem is like they didn't do much with her at all in the movie. Um. Granted, not a lot of characters in that movie get a lot to do besides uh, Piccolo, and then what they do with Gohan is not great. But um, 
it's nice to just see her back in some way. Um, I think this is her reintroduction kind of to the super timeline, if I'm if I recall correctly. Yeah, I mean, I think she, you know, she we see her around as a as a as a baby, but like as a character, this is her reintroduction. Um, I think she they don't do a lot with her. Like she's not a super deep character, but that's because she's a child, and chi- children aren't super deep people yet. You know, right. Mm-hmm. Um, for what she is, I think they do a great job with her. I think she's she's fun, and she shows, like, I think she comes across different, because a lot of these characters we have gotten to see as kids. We've gotten to see Goku, and Gohan, and Trunks, and Goten, um, and I think she comes across as distinct from all of them, and, and as a as a fun as a fun girl. Yeah, I do like the bit where, in the movie, uh, she instantly recognizes Piccolo from his energy signature in the costume, and assumes that they're just playing a fun game. <laughs> Um, uh, I think we should get rid of Rebecca. I really liked Rebecca. Is the problem? I I guess like ultimately I'm the one who would like champion her, but like I might be alone on this one. I I, I guess when when I first saw like Rebecca as a character from Cyberpunk Edge Runners, I thought, okay, this is just going to be girl Joker. To a certain degree. And to a certain degree, that kind of is her vibe for, like, a portion of the show. But later on, she is given a sort of, like... There is a depth to her that I can appreciate that doesn't come across in a lot of, like... Side characters are really good at acting as sort of narrative foils and i like the way in which like how much she cares about the protagonist is like part of the part of david's tragedy in that show is in the way in which he ignores you know someone who cares about him like right under his nose you know like and i mean like care in a way that is like not just necessarily romantic but like actually like she just genuinely cares about him as a person and she like wants him to know that he is not alone and eventually his tragedy is that he thinks he is alone in some ways um i don't know i i guess i was surprised that in a in a trigger anime we actually have a character that has something resembling depth yeah i mean i think for a trigger character she's quite well executed i think in most shows she would be like a character that you enjoy seeing on screen but you're not going you're not you're not writing about right um homer otherwise i think like she is one of two manic pixie dream girls in that show <laughs> and it's not a long show yeah it's not very long um, how much manic pixie can you fit in one season exactly <laughs> it is it, there are some like funny details in which like when she gets um those massive hands she decides i'm just gonna walk on my fingers all day uh because they are bigger than most of her body um but it's just just that's just like a funny like character detail um although that does kind of like and you know very on the nose you know with the metaphor of like she's trying to outreach to david and still he cannot like see that but i don't know she could go ultimately but I I still was, like, I thought she was charming. I felt like she was well-performed in the Japanese dub. Um, I think she has, like, she had a fair amount of dimension that I appreciated. 
like mm. from like, yeah. when like like her interactions with the rest of the cast in the back half of that show got me through the back half. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I like her, and it's, it's you know, Cyberpunk Edgerunners is the best anime Trigger has put out, uh, for my money, I would say, since, uh, fucking, why can't I think of the- Which one? Shit. Gurren Lagann? No, was... fuck Gurren Lagann. Um, Besides, that was, um, was that still- that was it, it was it was sort of like a clover situation right like clover platinum yeah, right they yeah. weren't technically trigger yet but it was trigger uh kill a kill and uh, people yeah, yeah. i i get people who have problems with kill a kill as well but for my money it's like all right this was actually a good show they did um helped that somebody else wrote it <laughs> you know what's funny i'm looking at what they've put out as trigger and i'm like yeah, uh, I think almost all of this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they, they've put out. Kill a Kill, BNA, Promare. <laughs> uh, Naiver, which was fucking trash. Darling in the Franks. Fucking like, garbage. Fucking whiffs. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's neither here nor there. Promare is pretty good, though. It's, yeah, it's a great animation. Uh, too bad that they have to write, because they can't. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. Um, let's see. Um, I mean, I think I, I I pushed back a bit on 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 Pan, but I think I kind of pushed back in the way you push back on Rebecca. Pan is not going to make the top three, so we can cut her. Yeah. Um. Um. I don't think Suleta Mercury belongs on this list. Period. Even as a nominee. Wow. Yeah, okay. they kind of, like, listen, I kind of put her on there before, like, I don't know the full details, but some shit happened in, like, the end of The Witch from Mercury that, um, yeah, uh, I, I don't think Saletta Mercury necessarily hangs. I, she's a great design, don't get me wrong. I, like, from what I have seen of the show, I do like her as a character, um, but that's also because I like Minor Mior Ah, why can't I get her name right? Miorine? Miorine? Miorine. Miorine. Yeah. I like her, like, more yes. of the pairing. Um maybe it's because like when I see her yelling at her dad, I may uh relate to that a little. Um but also she as a character, I I think that she I think uh Mior Miorine like works really well. I think that she one design top notch, like just a really impeccably like design character, but also I really like how she gets a lot of like little subtle characterizations that work for her. And mm -hmm. um I think her her resistance to what is going on in the plot of uh the witch from mercury like offers something but i do know like again i haven't watched all of season one but she also gets a lot of like just really nice moments um and i think she's just like really well done i don't know if i've seen enough to necessarily say she makes top three here to like i i don't have a confident enough argument besides i like the way she's performed and how she looks and the bits i've seen with her i enjoy but 
that's about it for me on my end. Um, I mean, I guess it, it, it comes down to, like, I could see her on top three, I could see her not. It depends on where we are at with ag- arguments. I have some to make, I think. The big problem with Suleta is that she makes a great first impression, and then the show just... In a in a show that is set in high school about high schoolers doesn't develop the fucking character, and it dries me up the wall. Uh, Miorine has quite a bit of development, and I think they make some interesting decisions with her. Yeah. So I think if if it comes time and I have to fight for her, I'll I'll try and we'll see what we think. Sure. Um, I I mean I like her a lot. I think, um, I like I, I she gets like moments not just like in like the narrative, but also like the animation does like a really nice job of just how they characterize her, like um. I like the little bit, like, early on in the show, in which she's making her first, uh, like, one of her many escape attempts from the school, and she's waiting for her contact, and her dad basically says, uh, fuck you, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna make you, like, leave the school anyway, and she's just, when she's just on the toilet, very angrily playing, like, a gotcha game or whatever, it's like a shooting game, I assume it's a gotcha game, because everything in on a mobile nowadays is a gotcha game. Yeah. But, just, but she's just sitting there in the bathroom chanting, die, 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 die. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I, I love that she has this bitterness uh, about the world and she's not even that old. But also she still has moments of um, tenderness and kindness. I'm looking at the rest of the, the options here and I'm just seeing a lot of... Like, I'm not entirely sure how people feel about these characters going in. So I'm just seeing... It's like Metal Gear Solid 1 and just being aware that, okay, there's a bunch of invisible lines here. And as soon as I cross one, the characters that I'm pulling for are probably going to get hit. So, uh... Okay, the defend Dawson. <laughs> yeah, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Dawson and Nasakusa is a interesting vampire character in that, like, <laughs> she... <laughs> Go on. Okay. Her thing is that she essentially lives a very immature and childish life for someone who is as old as she may be in terms of like, she just loves going out at night, partying it up. Uh, She likes bringing people back to her place so she can drink their blood. She's very playful and basically goes after what she wants, but she's never really taken it to a degree where she thought about what it would mean to be in a relationship more serious than like one night stands or friends with benefits to the point where as soon as she starts feeling things for another person, you can basically watch her struggle to react to it in a mature way and often doing very immature things that uh makes things worse but uh it's just fascinating to watch her like go from a very act like a very much adult like alluring character to going into situations where she's like I don't know how to feel about this. Kissing feels kind of... I She she doesn't understand that ki- just kissing someone means something, but she is totally fine. Well, 
she doesn't understand that kissing someone means something, but she also acts scandalized when someone brings up even the idea of uh, a relationship or talks about sex in any way. It sounds a little inconsistent. I will say of what I have seen of Call of the Night, I mean, Nazuna does make a strong presence. Like, you know, you're, you know, Six, you mentioned how Cyberpunk Edgerunners has two Manic Pixie Dream Girls. Like, Nazuna is a Manic Pixie Dream Girl, but in a way that is sort of, like, the narrative kind of has fun with that. Um, I did, like, of what I've seen, like, I remember the first episode of which, like, her, her, you know, way to get, um, what's his name? What's the name of the guy in the show? Ko? Ko, yes. Just, like, the way he gets him to, like, get out of, like, get him out of his shell is, like, what she's doing is just sort of, like, just, I don't know, walking around and just being like, hey, we're just gonna see what we can find. I don't know. I, I, I guess, like, I thought Nazuna was interesting, um, I thought it was just a very well executed piece of like pulp, if that makes sense. Where this is sort of like trashy, and there is like a little bit of depth. I do remember a moment, um, like later in the show that had surprising emotional maturity, but at the same time, it's like I don't know. If she's necessarily like, how do I put this? She works very well within the story that she is in. Um, but still is just sort of like... Still just representative of what the author... Like the author and what they want in some ways. <laughs> and I do agree that she does have these inconsistencies to her six, but I feel like that is what makes her special in a way. Because she lives in a very... She lives a very bizarre lifestyle to the point where other characters around her are constantly surprised by where the line is for her whenever they're talking about particular subjects. And uh, it's just interesting to see her work out those inconsistencies with a boy who also doesn't know shit about these subjects. (laughs) I would say the show as a whole really does capture, like, Compliments to, like, the show in, like, the way it, like, depicts, like, the the kind of, like, mood you have to be in the want to take a walk at, like, three in the morning, which is, like, man, I've been there. Um, but I, I that's just, like, I think, I think, um, Nazuna isn't so much more than the sum of her parts. She's just a really good piece of structure to a alright show, ultimately. I think there are other characters on this list that are stronger than Nazana, like, in the top three. But, you know, Jed, if you have, like, another argument, I mean, I'm I'm willing to hear it. Well, okay, I think it's easier, at least for the moment, to leave her on just because, like, talking about characters, like, I think for this, partially for the same reason Miorine is being left on, which is, like, not everyone has full context. Sure. Which makes it difficult to make the argument. Yeah, we'll put a pin um, in there. 
let's do some of the easy ones, like Priscilla Asagiri, who's a very cool girl, but we just like her because she plays guitar and has a mecha suit. Yeah, she's she's cool. She is a cool girl. She is uh uh you you look at that character and go, Oh, this is the ideal form of being being cool, having a mech suit and a guitar. Alright, sick. She- um, she's not the best anime character. She is the anic- anime character you most want to think you are cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's you want her. You want her to show up at your birthday party and just be like, "Wow, cool." It's also funny because, like, I don't think either of y'all have watched Streets of Fire, but that whole opening sequence that sells her as a character is just ripped straight from the opening of that movie. So that was mainly what I was focusing on when I saw that scene, even though it is a very cool scene. Uh, I also think we can see Kong Mingo. Yeah, like he is very entertaining and uh, it's fun to watch him grow and be useful and things like that. But also if you really take, if you boil him down to his um, bare essentials, He's kind of just like a historical figure that could have been pulled out from Bill and Ted's excellent adventure without like changing anything to the way he's written. Yeah, I think he's he's fun. If nothing else, I appreciate that at anime conventions now I see people dressed as Kong Ming with cool sunglasses. Um, like that's just like that's just a fun little thing. I will say that uh, his characterization in the show is really strong. Um, but I think, again, similar to even Nazana, it's like, oh, he is just, like, his execution just supports the whole show. Like, you would not, like, your boy Kong Ming would not be nearly as funny of a show if they hadn't uh, executed so well on how he is portrayed in the show. Um, mm-hmm. but that can be like like the show itself is like really entertaining but it's because of like a lot of different factors um yeah yeah i think i think yeah kong ming is a is a big part of what makes the show like good but that's not necessarily because he's a great character i think it's because he's very fun um but like there's not a lot of depth to that performance there's like one of the things i wished for in the episode that we covered we the um oops where we covered it that does not come to pass is like i would like it if another person from the three kingdoms got isekai so we could have kong ming engage with someone on a more i don't want to say more sincere level but like a more emotional level because all of his interactions are just like either being like, wow, the modern world is weird, or, oh, the modern world isn't that weird. I can still just do, you know, cavalry tactics. Yeah, cavalry um, tactics on, like, the idea that, oh, I can I can use my positioning at the fucking uh, the concert to um, get people to come over to the performer, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I have a question. What's up? Does Sunset Shimmer get significantly better from movie one to movie two? Absolutely. (laughs) Because based on what I saw from movie one, all I'm thinking is... Astronomically. Jed, this character... literally the point of that movie. (laughs) The entire point of that movie. She made me cry, okay? 
<laughs> Sorry I have to pull that out that quickly, but holy shit, sunset's sunset shimmer. Like, you know the thing in Dragon Ball Z, how like Vegeta just gets integrated into like the core group and they never really have to wrestle with the fact that he's like a bastard. Like, they sort of do, but that second like Equestria Girls movie looks at what happened in the first one and decided okay let's not you know just hand wave this away let's actually have her deal with the consequences of her being just really awful to a lot of people and like the entire point of that movie is about how you can grow and change beyond that and still struggle with it Mm. okay it is, yeah, it is a movie where she is, like, she gets so habitual about apologizing for past behavior that it just becomes her default in any situation. Mm-hmm. And, like, there is a subtlety to the way she is depicted in which, like, like I really like that sequence in which um, she's talking about expectations with Twilight, like, during like the like the slumber party midway through the movie and she actually lets her guard down for once and they can relate to each other but on this level of like again sunset has made this like you know she has made this declaration that she wants to change and be a better person and everyone around her is basically yeah i'll believe it when i see it Mm. okay yeah that's that's all I wanted to know, really, just because, like, I know I was only on one half of that episode, and what I saw didn't exactly impress me. But if y'all are vouching for her, then I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Anya's another character that's very fun, but not very deep. Yeah. Yes, yes, I was gonna, that was one of the ones that yeah. was wondering whether it was a secret tripwire, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, her. I like Anya, I think she's funny, I think she is a great character, but it's it's one of those things I, I, I God, I like the Forger family as a family unit, I really do, but individually, not, like, of the trio and, the, you know, the dog, um... <laughs> Like, of the main trio of Twilight, you know, Yor and Anya, neither of them are individually strong, but, you know, it's a show about family, but Anya is far and away probably the most, like, entertaining of the trio, just because of, like, her psychic abilities allowing her to have certain insights into the story that she's a little kid, she's also a little kid and won't talk about, (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of fun. Um, and again, she just makes a lot of like funny faces, but like, I, I, I think, you know, I don't think that's enough to necessarily propel her to the top three, but she's great. I love her. Um, I had fun editing that one video (laughs) where, uh, she was just, you know, thinking about the angry video game nerd because that was like the goof that was going around for a while. But yeah, I, again, Fun character doesn't necessarily make top three. Uh, How about Inari Fushimi? Um, I think she's a different, like, tier of character than the ones we've cut really easily, because I do think it's a really, like, 
nuanced and clever bit of writing. Not just that she's this, like, insecure teenager, but, like, to see a teenager in anime genuinely written as a teenager, which anime is so, like... It doesn't do that very much, right? Like, I think I'm thinking specifically of, like, she has this situation where she has a crush on a boy, the boy has a crush on a different girl, and she gets the opportunity to have any wish granted and her wish is to become that girl, which is such adolescent thinking, yeah. right? It's such a, like, just, you don't understand the problem. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's really potent. I don't know that it, I don't know, however, that she's going to make top three. I don't think she will either, but I will say Inari Fushimi is just such a fun, like, part of that show with a lot of, like, surprising emotional depth. Um, like you said, like when she, I really like that scene where, you know, she is wishing she could be someone else and realizes that is not actually her wish. And that she goes back to the Fox spirit is like, please just, you know, anything to turn me back. Right. And it is like, I don't know, like that sort of plot line has been the subject of many, of. Uh, fucking anime or made for tv movie about teenage life or whatever but the like thing about inari konkon like actually nails is like like it actually nails like the sort of like bittersweet tragedy of it and actually gives like her some depth for it and it doesn't feel cloying in the way other depictions of this type of problem are um Mm-hmm. And it also just, you know, it helps sets up the concept, and it's a really fun concept. Um, and the show in and of itself is really entertaining. Um, but, like, I think... I think Inari is a great character, and that is just... Inari Kankan is just, like, a great show in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's the closest I've gotten to... A piece of media that interacts with folklore to the same interesting degree as like Spirited Away to me in terms of like taking this child and making them face the face the sheer weight and importance of the gods and have her try and navigate through that is really fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. So we're d- down to five now. Yeah, by my count, we got to cut two more. Um, I'm okay cutting Nausna at this point, um, because there's one here that I am just going to, I, I have one that I'm just needs to be on here. So. All right. I I think for our top three, we're trying to figure out between Murine and Gamma one plus two. Um, and I might be, I don't know. I, I don't know if anyone else feels as passionately about Gamma 1 and 2 as I do. I really like Gamma 1 and 2. I I feel strongly about the, like, are we determining which one we are cutting or which one is the winner? Is what you oh, we're not determining a winner yet. No okay, way. Okay, so um, we're, the, the, the cut between Miorine and Gamma? Yeah. Um, See, Gamma- And it's like, Gamma is... Sorry, go ahead. Gamma 1 and 2 are, like, I really like them. I think they need to be in a better movie. <laughs> but part of, I don't know, maybe this maybe this is, like, not a fair thing to bring into this. Uh-huh. 
they you will never see them again. Yeah. They are really good characters that are really well written and really well performed. They're really fun, but also you can see their comedy as like both like a coping mechanism and also but not like in a not necessarily in a tragic way, just like a compulsion, right? Mm-hmm. Like when it melts away, they aren't tragic figures underneath. They are just earnest people trying to do the right thing and not sure what that is. Um, but they're like, their inner character dynamics are so good. They're like just really fun. It was a really smart pick to have these two, uh, voice actors who have been working together in various anime for a while to do this, to do this role Mm -hmm. and also have them both play a little bit against type because they are often very often cast as very serious characters. And here they are doing like, you know, they're like, they're doing, they are doing a 1960s like serial superhero routine, but also like infused with like slice of life style comedy in not a slice of life setting. Um, I think they're really fantastic, and I think if you're just like, which one is better, I guess I'd probably say Miorine, but Miorine is gonna get- had a whole season, it's gonna get another. These two got part of one movie, yeah, and then they're gonna get ignored, they're gonna fucking go the way of Janemba, and like, yeah. listen, if you like that movie, if you like Fusion Reborn, that's fine. Fucking Janemba? Yeah, like that's I, a that's a shit pile to be tossed do, in. Do you know what was like? Do you know what the hypest part of the Janemba trailer when announced for DB uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z is Gogeta Blue? Like Gogeta Blue shows up and punches him. You know, I felt like it was the part where you see this like blobby man bouncing up and down, shouting Janemba, Janemba, Janemba. <laughs> <laughs> that is the character that should have been. Um, I don't know. Like I, I think that it's tough, right? Because Gamma Gamma 1 and 2 are really entertaining. And I will say, like, while the voice acting duo in the English is not as storied, like, they do just such a good job of playing off one another that they're great. But here's the other big problem, truthfully, and uh, spoilers, I guess, for Dragon Ball Super Superhero, um, if I may. Here's yeah. here's your time to duck out. Gamma two fucking dies, and it's like, yeah, Gamma two could show up again because he's an android, and they'll probably they may bring him back. But the way in which like they sell it is like, no, Gamma one is gonna carry on Gamma two's legacy or something, and it's like Gamma two was like the heroic, you know, for, sort of like you know the more naive one. But he was a lot of fun, and he gets, like, a big heroic moment. He gets to go out being a hero. But, like, Gamma's story is basically over at that point. And it's like, mm-hmm. guys, why would you do this to yourselves? They're so fun to have. They should have been just, like, I don't know. Like, I would have loved to see Gamma 1 and 2 in, like, an arc in, like, Dragon Ball Super. Like, in the manga or in whatever, like, anime they make next. You know, they were just really entertaining just just devastatingly cut short not by necessarily the narrative but almost like the production reality of this show yeah um, the way that dragon ball treats movies where they're not allowed to matter basically even though like they kind of made dragon ball broly from 2018 matter 
But like, for the next movie, the next... I mean, when there's an anime again, I, will we see them again? Well, I mean, we might. That would see be Broly that would be. Again, but who knows? That would be precedent breaking if suddenly they decided to care when they've spent you know thirty years more, I guess, like ignoring the movies. I don't know. Maybe it's like it could be different. Who knows? But the fact is, Gamma wanted to story is kind of over, and. Uh, I, I think that's the reason to cut them, unfortunately, because Miorine, like, will get more development. And hey, maybe next season, like, she will turn out just as tragically, right? But I don't know. We don't know that now. I just know for now, Gamma 1 and 2 have been cut short, and that sucks. And they were really entertaining, but it was one of those things, like, you're fucking gone too soon. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I also don't love the the notes that that like the the last episode, the beats they introduced for Miorine, I don't think are very good. Um but it's still prob okay, I can I can see yeah. one and two go. Because like there's still a chance for Miorine, like for that story arc to wrap around, right? And we don't know. Maybe it won't. Who knows? I mean also who cares? Then that's a that's a question for a different That's year, a question right? for like next year, you know, or whatever. Or something. Or but, something. Um, I think that's our... So we have our three. Yep. And yes. honestly, Sarawo wins. She probably does. I could see Sunset. I could see Sunset. I'm strong. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and... I'm going to go ahead and italicize, a.k.a. like runner-up Miori Nate. Miori Nate, no yeah. She yeah she's absolutely the runner-up. Uh, runner-up. Uh, we're going to... Right now, it's Sunset versus Sawaro. Uh, Jen, I, I, I am very much in the camp of Sunset winning this, but again, I want to hear Sawaro. Even before we cut everyone... Uh, all the other characters uh, earlier on this list, Sarawo is the most fleshed out person on this entire list. Like you haven't seen that you haven't seen the character work for Sunset. I don't know that you're qualified to say that. <laughs> well, well, I guess the thing is, finish, but you know, Sunset Shimmer messed up, but Sarawo is constantly messing up in really interesting and emotionally fraught ways. Like. She just happened to, like, have her life saved by this other girl, um, Toriko. And essentially after that happens, she's, because she's so neurotic and has trouble, like, working with anyone else, she's constantly thinking about ways to, like, eject this woman from her life. Like, she doesn't like the way that Toriko pushes her forward, brings her to the is constantly insisting, okay, we're going to start moving together as a pair because it's safer and it's better that way. She's constantly taking digs at this woman that she thinks is uh, too chipper or too irresponsible. And as she's doing it, she is realizing that she is fucking up because of it. Like, she'll go too far, she'll end up saying something that's actually kind of hurtful and... Afterwards, she's just kicking herself for it and has to go to great lengths to mend it and figure out a way forward. And it's just really intense and powerful to watch her struggle through, like, 
her most toxic instincts to the point where like she has a doppelganger, an evil doppelganger who occasionally just shows up and causes bad things to happen or is on the verge of causing bad things to happen. And Sarawo is just looking at this doppelganger and thinking that she's not too far off from like how Sarawo herself acts. Like the two could trade places at certain points and the same actions would occur or something very similar to that would occur. And it's But just, the category isn't most toxic anime character. But she's it's she's I a, like her a lot. I, but yeah. I think like she's a powerful point of view character because of all that. Like because of all that when she does get her shit together realizing how important Toriko is to her and find finding ways to salvage it. It is such it results in so many emotionally resonant moments that uh, you just want to hug her pretty much <laughs> so many times. I, I guess, like, I don't know, you mentioned that, like, Sawaro is, like, dealing with this, like, I don't know, toxic side of her pushing away, like, people in her life. I, I, I don't know. I, I found, like, Sunset, like, more compelling as a character because it's, like, she already made the decision to want to, like, bring people in again and finding that struggle. Like, I... It's kind of, like, she gets to the point of, like, where Saru, I guess, eventually gets where, okay, I, I guess I should be nicer to other people. And Sunset decides she wants to be nicer to other people and recognizes, like, oh, there's, like, another, like, side to this that I have to actually deal with. I think in Sorawo's favor is basically just the fact that Sunset Shimmer is a kid's character, mm -hmm. and her, like, I think the portrayal... I think she's a, she's a very good character. I do think she lacks a lot of the subtlety of execution, right? I do think Sorawo's complicated, like, feelings and, like, the push and pull of like her you know liking to be alone and like past trauma with how much she finds this girl pretty and helpful but also just like this latent toxic streak which is like she doesn't know how to deal with you know the pain in her life and so she lashes out at other people mm -hmm. i think you could get a lot of this stuff that works really well for her not the same but like something similar probably if i were to go read some i'm sure very well written fanfic the thing is, Sunset Shimmer's trauma is that she was, like, possessed by an evil gem or something, right? And that makes it a little less, you know, it does kind of, it does undermine it. Yeah. I think she's still a great character, but sometimes it is hard to rise above the context that made us. Yeah, and Sorawo, even though she does end up getting a somewhat magical ability with her eye and all that, like, she is, like... When it comes down to it, she is a college student deep in debt who basically found one weird trick to, like, paying off her student loans and shit and is constantly putting her life in danger along with her friend in order to, like, resolve that. Yeah, I do think she wins. Yeah, ultimately. I mean... Again, like you said, Sixia helps that, like, Swaru is coming from a more complex work, um, uh -huh. and is going to be, uh, 
at a certain point afforded more depth. Not that, like, you know, because they can still find ways to fuck it up in a more complicated thing. I will say the way in which Sunset, like, rises above her own material as a character, or not even that, but just, like, how, like, how off-guard she caught us in some ways. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, I think that is worth uh, shouting out to a certain degree. My challenge for Jen in 2023 is to tap out a fewer shows that we cover officially. Hmm. Like, I thought I just tapped out of one. You tapped out of one, but you tap out in spirit of others. Mm -hmm. Like Blue Lock. (laughs) Yeah. I guess, like, I I, I will do my best to take things like Blue Lock with more sincerity. (laughs) I don't know about, you know what, I'm starting to question my entire line of logic here. I don't know that sincerity would have helped Blue Lock. I don't think sincerity, no, I need, yeah, yeah, that's a whole discussion. Maybe, maybe I, maybe I was out of line. Maybe I was out of line. Congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations to Sorawo from Other Side Picnic for winning best new anime character. Run airs up. Mjorne Rembrandt from Mobile Stewie Gundam, it says here. <laughs> the Witch from Mercury. And Sunset Shimmer from My Little Pony Equestria Girls. The, the, the girls are, in fact, back in town. And please update your goddamn mailing addresses. Mjorne is going to be weird because she's in space. So Sorowo's in, like, spooky Russian hell. So, you know, listen. Listen. <laughs> It's going to be hard all around. Yeah, I don't know. I'll figure something out. <laughs> well, that's it for this category. We'll be back, of course, with more uh, gimmick awards for you. Um, but yeah, you know, I uh, I think looking at what we've covered so far in 2023, uh, you know, a small sample size, but it seems dire. <laughs> Peace. See ya. <laughs> Later. <laughs>